0: Todays October 4th 2022 and this is Tony McCurry I'm doing a uh, you know my past 30 studies I've been doing this since uh, 2017. I've been on the fruit of the spirit or like that the members of the body of Christ are directed in having their practical walk according to Christ and Paul's examples. Throughout my series, I've used word studies of which are virtues that members of his body represent or display with their character in daily life and activities. I'm not just saying that as to how we should walk, but saying that from a personal witness, through my experiences in conferences and personal studies in our home state and, home, and homes of saints throughout my tenure of understanding the mysterious and message. Having seen it firsthand from the beautiful saints, I've come to love and accept as family of the body of Christ. To be the witness of Christ is to live with the character that Scripture presents through Christ and Paul's messages through the grace promised of God. And in doing so, to be found worthy of uh, or accepted in Christ, as in Ephesians 5.10, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. In, the, uh, in my normal intro, I always go with Ephesians 5 and lead into the fruit of the light. So it says, in one it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us, that's our charge: to follow God and be His innocent children, and walk in love, and have given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. And then we go to eight, because all the other nonsense is stuff that we're not supposed to be doing. It says for you were sometimes darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light is all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. So you see, the whole want of this is to walk in the light. And we know that that light is, is Christ Jesus, our, our head. We're to walk in and with His light embedded in us is to express that light in our walk. So we get on into the, to the armor of God in Ephesians 6 and 10 through 18. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole or full armor of God. The complete armor of God. And that's, that's Christ Jesus. Bottom line, the armor of God is, is our head. It's Christ Jesus. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And these, uh, these wiles are Methodia is the Greek form, and it's the methods of the devil. Uh, Lying weight, trickery, traveling over, those are the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, and because of all of that, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. It says, stand, therefore, having your loins heard about, with truth. That's the inward parts. That's the, your gut is the biggest muscle in your body, and for those of us that try to exercise occasionally, it's the hardest muscle in the body to train. Having the loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace of which you stand, and above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. I can safely say that I have personally experienced some of those fiery darts or Dr. Mike has said they javelins or spears because they can pierce and thank God for the spirit and the shield that, that I hold up. Because when dealing with someone that has depression issues that can be far-reaching, they change personalities. They, they put accusations in places. They, they accuse you of things possibly that you didn't do, or most definitely that you didn't do, but to them it happened. But when you put the shield of faith up, you can dart just, just just block those darts off. It's it's hard to fight the fight, but you know when you have the Lord on your side you can't have any better. No better than the Lord to be this this full armor that we're wearing because he protects the body that's his body. And stand... Stand is, is, is mentioned throughout these verses. It says, withstand. And you've done all to stand. Above all. It says, it's, it stand five times it's used. And that you may be able to stand against. And this is Christ. To hold you up. To keep you standing. And it says, you know, in all. It says, with all prayer it chooses that five different times in all instances you've done all to stand with all perseverance supplications for all the saints these are these are all points that come out as to the strength of the the armor of God because it allows you to take care of not only yourself it allows you to take care of the body, those that are in the body. I know personally I can feel the saints' prayers when I need them. And, and others, throughout my understanding with you guys, I've seen you guys go through turmoils, through surgeries, through fires, through all sorts of calamities in your lives, and I can see the Lord working in each and every one of yours just as I can see the Lord working in mine, and I can feel it. See, this is the armor of God that we, as the body of Christ, hold up, protect ourselves and protect our family members, and just use Christ as our Buckler, our shield, our salvation, our head, our helmet. And, and in doing that, we put on the shoes with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In the New American Standard, with, in 618, it states, with all prayer and petition, Pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for who? For all the saints. And when you when you're standing strong, you know, standing strong is without a doubt the context of the armor of God. You have prince of powers. And he's and that's against the principal principles print oh I'll get it right in a second principalities powers rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in this world. So the loins is to be girded about with truth. That's the inner strength. It's an offensive protection. In John 14, I came up with this one at the last minute. John 14:6 if I see if the ship can beat me to it I can do that and thank this at the same time I don't think. There it is. Jesus said unto him, I am the way the truth Jesus Christ himself was the truth when he walked and walked on the earth. I am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So there it is. Jesus is the truth. We know that. The breastplate of righteousness, it protects your heart. But the breastplate only, always, also goes down all the way to your groin. It covers the front and it does cover the back. And that's, a, that's also a defensive armor. The, sh- the shoes of the gospel of peace. Where do we get the gospel of peace that we get that through our Lord and Savior and His walk and through the Apostle Paul's walk as they journeyed through the wilderness and through the, the treacherous journeys that they went. And the shield of faith. That's to protect the entire body. And that protects you against the fiery darts or the javelins. He is a shield to them that put their trust in him. That's Psalms 35. Because Jesus Christ is everybody's shield to those that call on him. And the helmet of salvation... That is also God's Word because, what is that? And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word of God. So the sword of the Spirit is an offensive weapon, and the helmet of salvation is a defensive weapon. So we have Christ's salvation in our head, etched into our head and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word, in our hands that we can use to thwart off the wicked. Our armor is Christ in every item, method, banding it all together with prayer and supplication. Looking at righteousness in Proverbs 15:29, The Lord is far from the wicked. But the, uh, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. So this goes all the way back to Old Testament scripture. The Lord heareth those of the righteous. And in Isaiah fifty nine seventeen says that this is the, this is the salvation uh, in uh, Jehovah's work in. Isaiah verses 15 to 21, but I'm going to read Isaiah 15. Uh, I'm sorry, 59:17. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate. This is this is Jehovah, and an helmet for salvation upon his head, and he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. In the the critical lexicon and concordance, righteousness is doing or being what is just and right. The character and acts of a man commanded by and approved of God in virtue of which the man corresponds with him and his will as his ideal and his standard. That's God's. It signifies the sum total of all that God commands and approves. As such, it is not only what God demands, but what he gives to men, in which he is approved by faith. And hence, it is a state called forth by God's act of justification, by judicial deliverance from all that stands in the way of being Decayos righteous. You know, from uh when looking at the heart of man, you'll find qualities that are not so pleasant, because it is inherent of man from the fall of Adam throughout Scripture till today to be greedy in nature, totally self willed because of the sin of man following Satan. God in his infinite wisdom has given mankind the grace of free will as to what his man's desire to do. When left to his own devices, man will more than not choose a selfish route. But the man that hears God's message, believes in his heart, will be a selfless man that reacts in a righteous manner. And that is accepted of God it speaks of in Ephesians 6. Righteousness in Romans thirteen twelve through 14 says that the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in writing, and drunkenness, not in chambering, and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put on ye the Lord Christ Jesus, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfil the lust thereof. You know, in in uh, Ephesians 6:18, breaking it down. You know, it says always in Ephesians six eighteen it says always or in every season implying opportunity and urgency. Paul uses the very words from Jesus and quotes which quotes elsewhere in uh in Luke twenty one thirty six and it says with all that is every kind of of prayer, sacred from the term prayer in general. And you have supplication, a common term for a special kind of prayer, an imploring request, prayer for obtaining blessings, supplication for averting evils which we fear. And we do this in the Spirit to be joined with prayer. that He in us as a spirit of adoption who prays and enables us to pray. In, in Romans 8, 15, it says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And in 8:26. 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, For we know not what we should pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And we do this, we do this all, and we're watching, not sleeping, watching, just like one mention of Jesus... Before his trial on the Mount of Olives, while praying, he came to find his disciples sleeping. And he says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed in is willing, but the flesh is weak. So before Christ entered into the into the passion, he was praying to the Father and his disciples were sleeping. They couldn't watch out for them. They couldn't keep their eyes open. And it says, uh, "Watching them too, or watching them too, with prayer and supplications, with all supplication uh, and supplication, or to be the element in which our watchfulness is to be exercised." And it is for all saints. As none so perfect as none to be, not to be need the intercessions of his fellow Christians. We do this for all saints and we pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. The supplications is repeating and urging our prayer as Christ did in the garden and watching inwardly atta- attending on God to know his will, to gain power to do it, and to attain to the blessings we desire with all perseverance, continuing to the end with his holy will and supplication for all the saints, wrestling in fervent continued intercessions for others, especially for the faithful, that they may... Do all the will of God and be steadfast to the end. So looking just at, at prayer and the extent of supplications and praying always, I've got ten I think it's ten verses to to look at in that. Luke 18:1 says, and he spake unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray and thank not. And Luke twenty one thirty six, speaking of the end times, what Christ says, Watch ye therefore and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these that shall come all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. That's when Christ was talking to his disciples at the end of times. When the ministry grew to twelve apostles, grew, the twelve apostles seven chose seven, which one was Stephen, to help the minister provide the need to the disciples that have done grown in multitude. In Acts 6, 4, but we give ourselves continually to prayer, talking about the apostles giving themselves continually to prayer. Into to the ministry of the word. That's why they got Stephen and the other six to help with the ministry of uh, those disciples. In Acts 10, 2, a devout Gentile, Cornelius, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. In Acts twelve five, it's Peter while he was in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the Ecclesia, those called out ones unto God for him. In Romans twelve, twelve. There was rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Throughout Scripture we have uh Prayer without ceasing. Continue in prayer. In, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Pray without ceasing. In Philippians 1, 3-4. I thank my God of every remembrance of you, Philippians, always in every prayer of mine for you making request with joy. Ephesians 1, 16, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Colossians 4, 2 and 3. Continue in prayer, and watching the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am in bonds. 1 Timothy 1 Timothy 1.18 this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, as which you know. This is actually possibly back in at the Act 1532. The prophecies went before him in Act 1532. It says, "And Judas and Silas, being prophets, also themselves exhorted the brethren with many words." And confirmed them. So they confirmed all the the apostles. And says, Say, this charge I commit thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. And first Timothy two, one, just a few verses over, he says, I exhort therefore, because of what was just said. That first of all, supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. In 2 Timothy 1-3, and I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience, that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers, night and day. Let's look in two more verses. In Philippians 4, six and seven, where it says, Be careful for nothing. to be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, you know, this, be anxious for nothing. You know, they're, there was a time I would say that the first several times it was time for me to speak, I still get a little nervous, but nothing like I did before. I would, I would safely say that I was close to having a stinking heart attack, man, when I would be getting ready for these and, and it would get closer, like three days before, two days before. I couldn't sleep at night. And but the more you, you you look into God's Word, the more you deal with the saints that I'm looking at on the screen, the more you know that that the love that they have for you is is just as much as the love you have for yourself and your Savior, you know. And that that when that kicked in to me, and I knew that the saints loved me as much as I love them. Then that made everything go a little easier. But, you know, that, that's the old man in us is to get nervous when, when we lose a paper here or set something aside or forget to mention something. I, I mean, I am the world's worst. And, but, you know, thank be to God that keeps us, keeps us going and the love of the saints and the prayers of the saints that that keeps us humble, you know? So, in Jeremiah 17, 78, I want to finish up with this. Behold is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and he shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from the yield from yielding fruit. This is Jeremiah speaking, but And you can see the man of God, the body member that is in fervent prayer, that is living a righteous life the best way he can, using the armor of God to fight off this world that we're dealing with on a daily basis, whether it's a mental trouble or a physical trouble or an ailment. Or just rough times. We put our trust in the Lord and we'll never cease from yielding fruit. And I'm going to close with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, again, I want to thank you for being with me, Lord, and thank you for, for listening to our prayers, our earnest supplicating prayers, Lord, for, for those that are in need, Lord. Just one right off the top is Ronnie and Lori, Lord. I know that everybody here has prayed earnestly for those two and they can feel it because they tell us of the things that, the positives that they get out of every day. Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we thank you most of all for that shed blood that our Lord and Savior put on the cross for all men that all they have to do is call on his name. But Lord, we also thank you Lord, for that that you did from before the foundation in creating this body. For it's in Christ's precious holy name I pray. Amen.